With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't listen to Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast. Sitting here with the super producer, Ben Reddy. Yes, sir. A.K.A. Tomahawk. A.K.A. King Tuck. A.K.A. The Blueprint One. A.K.A. The Podfather. How how was your your two weeks since we've been off for two weeks? My two weeks has been tremendous... Wonderful, you know. I, I enjoyed my past two weeks, man. Two celebrating your birthday for two weekends straight wasn't bad. Some new shit for me. I'm trying new things now since I hit the 36 chamber. That's a beautiful thing. Welcome to 36. <laughs> Thank you, my shit. brother. How was Vegas? Ah, uh, Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas was all right, man. I can't can't complain, man. Uh, it's always good to be in uh, the company of uh, like-minded people and, and just niggas that you fuck with on, and ain't on no bullshit. It, it's good. It's, yeah. It was wonderful. I, I really wish I could have pulled up to that shit. It, it, it seemed like it was an enjoyable time. Yeah, you 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 and uh, 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 CJ, man, we we, we would have loved y'all there, man. I really love that man. I, I really would have loved to be there, but you know, had 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 house things to deal with and shit. You know how that go. Oh yeah, most definitely. Yeah. How about your two weeks? Uh, it was cool. You know, it was, it was low key uneventful. Mm. A, a lot of shit news wise, but for the most part, just you know, running my marathon. You know, working, family life, things of that nature. Nothing that really like was like, oh, I got to talk about that shit on the show. You know, but outside of that, lots of shit been happening. Motherfuckers going crazy over these fucking sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Nothing to go crazy over. Yeah, I, I didn't taste it. Just my personal, like, what could this sandwich taste like? To me, I, I assume it's a Popeye's sandwich. Popeye's chicken is, it. what would you call it? It's always good. You know, Popeye's is practically, as far as chain restaurants, the best chicken that you could get on any street corner in any neighborhood. So I, I wouldn't think that it would be no less than stellar. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to line up for a sandwich that, though it may be good, I know. I mean, it's like I said, man, it, it's Popeye's chicken. We know a Popeye's chicken. We've been eating Popeye's for years. Exactly. It's like a rock star video game. Yeah. It's you know, you know it's like it's like a, a Mercedes. Like you know it's gonna be excellent. 
So <laughs> am I finna act like it's more excellent than the, the normal I, I know. Right. You know, so like I, I wasn't finna, you know, go out of my way, wait no long ass line no. for something that I already know gonna be fire. Especially the fact that they they gonna be there. Mm-hmm. You know, like it wasn't like that. It was like there's a limited sandwich. It's only gonna be here for a limited time. Like nigga, in, in a month when the hype died down, I'm gonna be able to go walk up to that motherfucker and get that sandwich. So I wait. I look at the niggas who lined up for that sandwich as the niggas who, when the plane land, they stand up. <laughs> you, know, you know, if if you've been on flights. When that plane land, you know they're going to get you up. You know, okay, you guys, your turn to get off the plane. Right. You guys, your turn to get off the plane. But there's motherfuckers, once the plane stops, they stand they dumb ass up. Only to be standing up waiting. You know, act like you've been there before, motherfucker. That's how I felt about the chicken sandwich. Act like you've had a good fucking sandwich before, my nigga. Like, you the swore to God that sandwich literally had pussy in it. Because the way these <laughs> the way these niggas was lining up was like that motherfucking sandwich had pussy and a check in it. Like it like it was like um I had just watched this shit with my kids too. Uh Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like you'd have thought it was a golden ticket in one of them fucking sandwiches. Right. Like it was a winning lottery ticket in that shit. Like, God damn, nigga, y'all niggas act like it's a five hundred dollar check in this goddamn sandwich. So I, I I wasn't too fucking excited about that shit. I'm like, you know, I'm 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 sure that shit is amazing, but nigga, it's a that like Hawkins burger is amazing. Yeah, it has no, has nothing nothing close to a Hawkins burger. Exactly. You know, so I mean, honest, it's not nasty. It just was because when, when when shit is hyped up like that, and you look, and I mean, you you go try it or whatever the case, and it's like, oh, it's good, but it's it's a chicken sandwich. It's nothing. It's not living up to the hype, but it don't mean it's nasty, though. Yeah, but, like, I would literally have to bust a nut eating that goddamn sandwich for me to be lined up for the motherfucker. Like, it would literally have to put money in my pocket because there's no type of food item that tastes so good for me to be like, I'm going to wait a fucking hour in a... Nigga, it's 100 fucking degrees in Southern California. Like, I don't know how the weather is everywhere else, but, nigga, it was 105 where I live at. And niggas was outside of Popeye's standing in 100 degree heat for a goddamn sandwich. And it's restaurants literally surrounding the area. They don't make a sandwich that good, my nigga. I think niggas just want something to talk about. They just want something to talk about. I I literally only wanted to taste it for content. I wanted to be able to come on the podcast and give you guys an honest review like, oh, that sandwich was a, a, a 10 out of 10. Right, but even if it's a fucking eleven out of ten, I'm not I'm not waiting in no long ass line for it. Right, that's out. You know, I'm cool. Yeah, this ain't like some fucking. It ain't a restaurant. You sit. You know, I will wait in the line to at a restaurant, and I won't even wait no fucking hour. You know what I mean? Nah. If I go to a restaurant, they say it's an hour wait unless it's li- unless I'm literally with like a party of twenty. Yeah, that's different. Like, that's the only way I'm going to do some shit like that. Like, I got plenty of companies, me and my cousins and shit, and we really want to eat at, say, BJ's. Okay, for sure. We're going to sit in this motherfucker and we're going to wait because it's 19 of us. So, of course, it's going to be hard for us to get a table. So, we're going to chill. We're going to enjoy each other's company and all that shit. But just for a fucking sandwich? Nah, G. I'll wait. I ain't got time for that bullshit. 
you know, Andrew Luck retired. Mm. Congratulations to him. He got a lot of backlash for that shit. And I feel like that's not deserved, you know. That motherfucker did all he could do. And for him to be able to retire as, as a young man, able body, with his brain still working, props to him. You know, congratulations to Andrew Luck for being able to retire at, say, what? That motherfucker, like, 29 or some shit? If that, yeah, he's young. He's not 30. Yeah. I'll put it like that. He's so, not 30. So he's retiring a multimillionaire at 29. So congratulations to him. If you hating on him, fuck you. You stupid. Uh, power. They fucked that intro up. That's it, funny. It damn near make you not want to watch the show. Is it that bad? I, I don't. I don't watch uh, Power. I haven't. I haven't seen Power since like season one. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So like phenomenal show. Yeah, it was. It was. I think I seen season two too. But is is the intro that bad to where it's like, yo, fuck this shit? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's it's literally like. Plies redoing the blueprint. Tuh. <laughs> like that's that's the level of what the fuck when you hear that song. It's 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 like nigga, it's it's like a local nigga redoing your favorite rap album. I gotta hear that shit. I still haven't heard it. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have to listen to it. I think it's just people are used to the norm. And change, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's what it, I think that may be what it is. It's I'm, like putting Dayton's on a Rolls Royce. Damn, is that bad? Yeah, nigga. That's bad. That you bad. putting Dayton's on a Rolls Royce, that's nasty. It's that bad. Because it's, it's like this, my nigga. It's like, when when a song is so soulful, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you 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 got a, a Marvin Gaye song, right? Okay. And then you put, um, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, it's it's like having fucking Taylor Swift do a fucking Marvin Gaye cover. Nah. Because the, the song is so soulful. Like, you know, Joe got that deep voice. Mm-hmm. And then you got Trey Songs come and step all over it with the... Yeah, that, that 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 nigga sound like like a nigga, like you, a fly crashing yeah, into the wall. Exactly, nigga. That that nigga he 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 he, he put the he put the pop sexy on it, nigga. Like matter of fact, it's like Al B. Sure covering a Marvin Gaye song. Hey, like, hey start my nigga night and day out, man. Oh, I fuck I fuck with him heavy, but that's the reason I said that. It's, yeah, it's not like having like say a, a sorry motherfucker do it. Cause it ain't like Trey Songs is sorry, you know. Trey Songs, right. he, he do his yeah. thing. He wouldn't yeah. be where he at if he wasn't. But nigga, it it don't fit. Dayton's are great, but not on the Rolls Royce. So, do you feel like he didn't do enough? Was it too much? Did it he put wasn't too many for him? Just wasn't him. It, it just wasn't fit. for him. That that's that's literally what it was, my nigga. It's it's like putting the Migos on the "Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City" beat. Nah, that ain't gonna work. Exactly. That's bad. The, the, That's the bad as the Rolls Royce with the Daytons. They're good, you know, in their pocket. They make some good music, but there's some beats that ain't for them. Yeah. That's what it was. This ain't your song, G. If if this like if this was some sex shit, yeah. he'd have knocked it out the park. But this some gangster shit. Was it bad as like putting uh Lil Uzi Vert on the cannabis song? Yeah. That's bad. Yeah, That's exactly. 
That's nasty bad. Yeah, it is, my nigga, because it's like my like you 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 expect this deep soulful voice. You know, it's it's some gangster shit. And then the the, the sexy nigga come on with the uh, That nigga tried to finesse niggas into watching. To, yeah, he tried to sex it up, my nigga. <laughs> no, you don't sex that up. <laughs> Yeah. Nigga, we 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 want to see if these niggas gonna kill Dre, and then you come over here with the uh, panty dropper shit. I don't want to drop panties, my nigga. I want to see niggas busting guns, nigga. That's funny because that that shit sent it, the internet into a fucking frenzy. It, it, it was it's so fucked up that nobody's talking about how the episode went. Yeah, that's true. They're talking about more about that. Even Fifty was like, hey. You motherfuckers keep talking about that shit, man. Y'all gonna make me fuck around and change back to the old one, nigga. <laughs> and that nigga started laughing. Do it, nigga. Start laughing, man, nigga. I, I just, I just posted a meme today that said, nigga, when, when, uh, you hear the the episode two of Power and you still hear Trey Song singing the shit, like what the fuck? That you when you change the channel or mute it? Somebody I seen when somebody put it, you mute it, nigga. You know how uh, Netflix got the skip intro button? Yeah, they need that on the Stars app. Because literally, my nigga, like, that was the one intro song that when it came on, you would literally watch the whole intro. You done heard this song 10,000 fucking times. And you still like, they say, this is the big rich town. Every time, my nigga, it hit every time. It's like the No Rules podcast intro. How we'll be like, every time. That shit hit every time. You think it'll be the, it would have been the same way if Trey Songs did it first and then... Joe came and did it. You think they'd be like, oh, they did it. That's better now. Or would it be the same way? No, I say improvement. Because it's like a lot of shows, intro music changed. And the initial shock is, oh, they fucked it up. Right. But then on the back end, you like, you know what? Nah, that shit still hit. Because like Martin, he changed his song. You know, what's up, what's up? Yeah. And he changed it, and niggas was like, you know, uh, this shit was whacking in three or four episodes in. Niggas like, okay, I can fuck with that shit. This one, not that. Because like I said, my nigga, it's, it's like painting a fucking, it's, it's like painting a, a Lexus bright pink. Like, it's just some, some shit you okay. just don't do. Bright pink looks good on certain shit. I can see the barbs doing that. Yeah, I can see that shit looking like some bullshit too. You know, like nigga, it's it's just that shit just don't match. You know, so I'm like, man, they they fifty. Bring back the OG intro, man. You you bullshitting, you know, and you know sticking on TV. Chappelle, genius, classic, fucking brilliant. And I don't even like stand up comedy like that. I'm not the type that'll go home and watch some stand up shit. When I seen Dave Chappelle, Dave, Dave Chappelle had some shit to talk about. And yeah. he was so prolific with that shit. That yeah. nigga had bars. Yeah, nigga. Didn't give not one fuck at all. When he broke down that, that car ride with the LGBTQ bars. Nigga, I say, yo. Bars on bars. That was too much game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like wa- watching that shit was like nigga it- it's like like I was telling my wife like a lot of niggas play basketball but it's different watching Michael Jordan do it it's different watching Kobe Bryant do it it's different watching LeBron James do it just cause a lot of niggas do what you do don't mean 
Like, nigga, it's a difference between watching somebody do something and watching somebody do some shit great. Like that. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Overstock's red tag sale is here and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. Shit was a master class, my nigga. And the fact that it was a throwback to the the, the not giving a fuck nineties, right, right, nigga, it, it it was like like Def Comedy Jam, how they literally would say any motherfucking thing. Like for that nigga to to, to go in twenty nineteen in this climate of, you can't say nothing about these guys. Like there's one rule on Townhouse Media. There's literally only one word that you are not supposed to say on Townhouse Media, and he said it. And that's the F word that rhymes with maggot. Yeah. You know, and it's out of respect. Honestly, this shit ain't even on no like, oh, we hoe cakes and we getting punked by the LGBTQ plus community. Alphabet people. It's just straight fucking disrespectful, my nigga. Yeah. You know, like, and we understand that shit is just straight ass disrespectful. And the way that he put that shit, it was amazing. Yeah. Is it uh? Notice he can't say it. He was like, "Well, I'm not a nigga either." You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, like they'll let him say. It. They'll let him say the the, the the nigger, but well, you better not say that f word. Exactly. You know, it's just like um, Plies had said that shit uh, a little while back. You know how Plies do his little rant videos on Instagram, and he mm-hmm. was like, "Nigga, my label when I first came with the Real Testament, he was like, man, these motherfuckers.' I had a bar about killing a white person." And they made me cut that shit off my album. He said, now, nigga, I done killed 275 niggas on this goddamn album. I done made five songs literally only about killing niggas. I mentioned killing a white man, and you motherfuckers want me to cut it out. I say, niggas been saying niggas since the beginning of rap. But I said crackers, and all of a sudden, it's an issue? Right. What the fuck kind of shit is that? You know, like he he pointed out a lot of motherfuckers' hypocrisy. Like when he said, "I'm I'm finna do some uh, impressions," and uh, that nigga was like, "Oh, I don't like what you said. Oh, you're canceled." That nigga said, "That's y'all." I was like, "You motherfucking right, my nigga," because in 2019, it's like you got to tiptoe around every motherfucking body. I can't offend the blacks. I can't offend the gays. I can't offend this special interest. I can't offend. The Republicans, I can't offend white people. I can't offend every motherfucking body in the on the fucking planet is literally looking for shit mm-hmm. to be offended by. Like motherfuckers will find some shit you said, take it out of context just for the fucking the purpose of being outraged. Like niggas is running around here looking for a reason to get pissed off. 
Like, that shit is fucking crazy as fuck. You know? And... I go, go, go. Oh, okay, yeah. And you know, like, that's... That's what ties into me naming this episode Hold the Salt. You know, Hold the Salt is, is you know, beyond me watching the, the Chappelle special and how brilliant that shit was. I watched the, um, the No Jumper podcast... You 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 seen the interview with Dame Dash? I didn't watch the whole thing, but I seen when he uh spoke on uh Jay. Yeah, he he threw he threw a lot of salt at Jay Z. You know, and, and and a lot of times he's been saying a lot of subliminal shit about Jay. He been, you know, going, you know, taking little digs at him. Mm-hmm. But he been low key trying to keep it player, like, oh, you know, our, mm-hmm. our our business dealings went a little sour. So, you know, me and him, we don't really speak. We just not doing business and he'll he'll play past it. But for some reason, today he had time because <laughs> he was like, nigga, fuck it. Niggas been new Jay ain't shit. We been new Jay selfish. We been new Jay to throw his partners under the bus for the bag. Like, he was going in. He said a lot of shit like, oh, you know, I, I'd have been a lot further in life with a lot of my business dealings if one particular deal wouldn't have fell through. If, if I wasn't betrayed by certain people, like, you know, he was... Nigga, you, if you got common sense, you know he was talking about Jay. Right. You know, he was saying shit subliminally. He was saying shit on the under. He was saying shit on the surface. You know, he was saying shit covert and overt. He just, you know, it was 75% was about Jay. You know, whether directly or indirectly. You know, politically correct and politically fucky. You know, he, he just was 100% with that shit. And a lot of it, like I tell motherfuckers, when it comes to you feeling salty about a situation, a lot of it is ego-driven. A lot of this, not cancel culture, but um, outrage culture is ego-driven. A lot of motherfuckers' egos put them at a place that's so high up that you feel like anything a motherfucker says about you is disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It's damaging your little bitch ass ego. That's what a, a whole lot of this shit is. It's ego. A lot of motherfuckers is raised from little kids to where we don't want to damage your ego. We raising kids with fragile ass egos. A lot of this new generation, and not to slight the younger generation, because like I tell motherfuckers all the time, I don't want to sound like the old nigga that's mad at the young niggas, because I'm not. But this is just an observation based on solid, concrete evidence. A lot of young motherfuckers is raised to have fragile egos, like mm-hmm. in sports. When I was little, it wasn't no fucking participation trophy. Mm-hmm. You either won or you fucking lost. Wasn't no... You came in last place, but here's your trophy. No, nigga, if I lost, that's it. I ain't get no fucking medal. I ain't get no ribbon. I ain't get no trophy. Nigga, that was it. You win or you fucking lose. Nowadays, you're told, Billy, you're special. You came in last place, but you tried. So you get a trophy. You get a participation trophy. We, we in the participation trophy era. Like, we, we coming up around motherfuckers who, who parents always told them, you tried, so that's enough. You can't talk about little Billy. Billy came in last place. That's bullying. 
oh, you can't say something about some That's bullying. You know, when I was little, it just was clowning. Oh, you little fat ass nigga. Oh, you little stupid ass nigga. Oh, you little cross-eyed motherfucker. Oh, mm-hmm. nigga, you on the county. Yeah. It, it, it was just clowning. It was a part of growing up. Getting bullied was a character builder for us growing up. And niggas didn't, niggas didn't go shoot up schools after that. Exactly. Nigga. That's, that's the reason he named his shit Sticks and Stones. Nigga, I had to have jokes growing up, nigga, because niggas, niggas would hit me with the fat joke quick. So, nigga, I had to make sure, nigga, that niggas knew not to fuck with me when it came to jokes. Nigga, I was raised poor, my nigga. Mm. I wore Payless shoes. Remember when Buffalinos was cracking? The I Buffalinos. Had, I, had, I had the rugged outbacks that looked like Buffalinos, but you could tell they was rugged outbacks. Right. So when niggas got their Buffalinos and I pull up with the rugged outback <laughs> lookalikes, they like, hmm. Hey, let me see the bottom of those. And they said the Buffalinos. Nigga, those ain't Buffalinos, my G. What Those is what the fuck is those? Niggas was wearing my, like, nigga, I was getting roasted, my nigga. Like, the reason I'm super A1 quick, quick with the clap blacks, because, nigga, it was roast session once I stepped on campus with them Payless shoes. You had to. Nigga. Like, I was poor to the point where my mom had to go to Walmart and put shit on layaway. Mm-hmm. Walmart already cheap as it is, nigga. I had to get my clothes on layaway from Walmart. Mm-hmm. So it's like, nigga, I'm coming on campus with the, the fresh fuckery on. And niggas like, uh-huh, I got Nikes. What the fuck is that shit you got on? They XJ9000s, my nigga. <laughs> that shit sound like a jet. Nigga, it, it, I was jetting straight into embarrassment, my nigga. Like, nigga, I was, niggas was coming with, with the flames, my nigga. And like I told niggas, I, I, my claim to fame was being able to catch you with the freshest outfit on and make you second guess your Tommy Hilfiger. Everything you got on name brand, I still got you looking down at your shoes like, damn. Nigga, don't let me find a piece of lint on your shit. Right. Because I was quick to be like, yeah, nigga, your shit expensive as fuck, but nigga, you must have spent all your money on them jeans and no money on the iron. Nigga start rolling. Exactly, nigga. <clears throat> my shit, my shit used to be the shit like, nigga be sitting there going, nigga get on me, and I'm we sitting there back and back and forth, and I, I'm be like, all right, this is enough. This nigga starting to get good, and I look at the next one like, oh nigga, I know you ain't laughing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, you laughing, nigga? <laughs> you take the heat off yourself, yeah, nigga. Exactly, but no, nah, nigga, me, I'm like, nigga, all all them fresh ass clothes couldn't fix the fact that your ass still ugly. Right, yeah. Yeah, you most definitely have to get personal. Exactly, like, nigga, yeah, nigga. Yo, yo, you you do got, nigga, I, I do like them Jordans, my nigga, but them nostrils. All right, right. Nigga. And we seen your mama talking to the principal. Exactly, That's nigga. That's probably how you got the J's, Yeah, nigga. exactly, my nigga. Like, nigga, I, I start getting on personal shit. Like, hold on, G, nigga, oh, yeah. yeah, you you talk about my motherfucking pro wings, my nigga, but I could fit every finger on my hand between your motherfucking eyebrows and your hairline, my nigga. How the fuck is God, you damn. in seventh grade, nigga, but your fucking hairline is 42 years old? Yeah, we know they call you Big Brother Pop-Tart. Exactly, my nigga. I, <laughs> I get on all types of shit, nigga. I, oh, I might not shit. get you here, but I'm going to get you here. But it builds character, my nigga. Facts. Back in our day, you had to be able to do that shit, my nigga. You meet bullshit with bullshit. Mm-hmm. And we'll be friends after that, my nigga. It wasn't no, mom, they were bullying me. They were talking about my shoes. And your mom didn't come to school and make niggas stop talking about your shoes. If you tell your mom they talk about my shoes, I don't give a fuck, nigga, but you a little bitch or something. 
Mm-hmm. Take your little crybaby ass back to school and talk about they ass. Talk, say your mama. Yep. You know, if if all else fails, your mama. Have your mama. Your daddy, your bald-headed granny with the holes in her panties. And don't forget the kill-off. Your whole entire your whole generation. generation <laughs> That's the new. <laughs> John DeMarco, DeMarco. Shit like that, Hell, shit like exactly, that. Exactly, my nigga. Like, nigga, you, you roast back. My nigga wasn't no fucking there bullying me. Oh, I'm offended. I can't go to school. Oh, I'm going to shoot the fucking school up, man. Hey, hey, it's funny. Look, it's funny. Even niggas back then was willing to fight for something because niggas really fight for their whole generation. Didn't know nobody in their generation. Oh man. God, nigga, we didn't <laughs> even know what the fucking generation was. The generation is just you, your cousins, and shit. But we didn't know yeah. what the fuck is my generation. I know I'm a fucking fuck you up though. <laughs> I think they, I think niggas thought they were talking about their whole family existence. Yeah, nigga. Exactly, my nigga. We thought you was talking about the ancestors from slavery. Like, hold on, bitch. <laughs> Generation? <laughs> nigga say your grandma, nigga, you like whatever, nigga, but a nigga say your generation, hold on, yeah, bitch. Yeah. It's cousins your ass ain't met that they talking about. You don't even know. All you heard was generation. It's a big word, so you just got offended. That shit is hilarious. But nigga, you didn't shoot the school up and none of this shit. Like I used to talk about Anthony Bourdain. Like, nigga, we don't think about killing ourselves. Right. Like our, our, we 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 just wasn't built like that, my nigga. So, like, nowadays, you, you look on Twitter and everything is toxic and, oh, toxic masculinity. Oh, if you do anything masculine, if, if you don't want your woman to work, that's toxic masculinity. You can't tell women what to do with their bodies. Women, you can't tell niggas this. If you tell a nigga he got this, if you call a woman fat, that's body shaming. If you do this, it's offensive. You can't say those words. You can't say this to people. And it's like, God damn, my nigga, like... You know, and at the end of the day, it's all ego. You was raised for your ego to be fucking fragile as fuck. We was raised to check our ego at the fucking door. Like, you can't let little bullshit fuck with you. Everything can't fucking offend you. When when I was little, you fall, get your bitch ass up. Quit fucking crying. Nowadays, you fall, it's okay. It's okay to cry. Let's go get some ice your feelings. It's okay. Express your feelings. Like you, they keep like when you little, they teaching you now that you fucking special. Everybody's different. You're like a little snowflake. You're different. Don't let them talk about you. You're just special in your own little way. Man, when I was little, motherfucker, you ain't no you nigga. You ain't nobody special, motherfucker. You just little fucking Anthony. You regular like the rest of them niggas is regular. Right. Nigga, you want to be special? Take your ass to that building with them little niggas with the helmets on. They special. Mm-hmm. Your ass is regular. But nowadays, nigga, everybody want to be some type of special little fucking sunflower. Man, fuck all that shit. You know, it's it's fragile fucking ego. You know, your ego is your self-image. And the more people tell you that you're different than people, the more your ego grows. Like a lot of what... Dame Dash is going through is an ego dynamic that I look at. I look at ego like fire. Like fire can be used as a tool to cook your food, but it could also be used to burn your fucking house down. Mm -hmm. You know, fire is dangerous. When used correctly, it can be great. You know, it powers engines to get you where you need to go. You know, fire could do a lot of things, you know. 
But fire could do a whole lot of motherfucking damage. Fire is burning down the goddamn rainforest right now. Like a motherfucker. You know, so I look at ego like that. Like, ego could fuel you to do great things. Ego made Michael Jordan what he was. Ego made Muhammad Ali what he was. But ego also made a lot of motherfuckers who were great. It made Eddie Kane what he was. Mm. You know, ego made a lot of motherfuckers great, and it made just as many motherfuckers ain't shit. Ego could fuck you up. Ego could end relation. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Overstock's Red Tag Sale is here, and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold-weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. Ships. Ego broke the, the, the relationship of Jay and Dane. You know, so as good as ego is, the fire that pushes you to greatness, it could also be the fire that ends your empire. You know, ego is what killed Julius Caesar. You know, it's what made Julius Caesar what he was, and it was also his downfall. You know, and a lot of what's wrong with society is these fragile-ass motherfucking egos. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of motherfuckers don't know how to check their fucking ego. You know, and that's the greatness of Dave Chappelle. He hold that mirror up to your face and show you that little punk-ass ego that motherfuckers got. Everybody want to be motherfucking offended by shit. You know, like like Sugar Free said, the same thing that'll make you laugh and make you cry. You know, and back in our day, a lot of this same shit made us laugh. But nowadays, it makes motherfuckers cry. Because of these fragile-ass motherfucking egos motherfuckers is raised with. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers raising their kids to be little punks. Like when we was little, you got your ass whooped. It was an ass whooping. Nowadays, it's goddamn child abuse. Child abuse, yeah. You know, like <clears throat> shit that we was raised on now, like we drunk faucet water. We drunk water out of water hoses. Nigga, my kids ain't drinking no non-bottled water. Fuck No. You know, and a, a factor of that is nowadays this shit they putting in this water is yeah, about to say, yeah. fucking you up. Yeah. You know, so a lot of this shit is necessary evils. But also, nigga, a whole lot of this, this is toxic. This is toxic. This is problematic. And we can't have this. Like, my nigga, imagine if Eddie Murphy Raw came out this year. He would be so motherfucking canceled. I'm about, yeah, I'm about to say they'll cancel his ass. Because that nigga, whoa, and then a faggot, and then you kiss the faggot, and you got the AIDS on your lips. Like, whoa. Right. Nigga, if you watch that with the eyes of this new generation of people, oh my fucking God, we'd have to get out 75% of comedy would, would, would be canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like, go watch In Living Color. 
and watch what was them dudes called like men on hollywood or oh yeah yeah yeah, hey, hey, <laughs> you can't you can't do them jokes now. Like I was watching the um a video on YouTube of um the Wild and Outcast mm-hmm. watching season one of Wild and Out, mm-hmm. and they was like, "Whoa, you can't do none of these jokes." Like Cat Will, nigga, ninety nine percent of Cat Williams' fucking bits was basically gay jokes like you know they would do the uh the back and forth rap battle mm-hmm. you know and he was you know like homeboy would say something he'd be like whoop de whoop nigga i'm gonna sleep with a girl nigga you can't say the same thing no oh, yeah basically implying that the dude was gay like you can't make gay jokes now like you can't even say shit like nigga that's gay oh you can't put a negative con- connotation on homosexuality you remember back in the day they came out with the commercial? I won't say back in the day, but when everybody was saying, like, man, that's gay as fuck. You know, like, something is gay and they had exactly. the commercial. Just because you don't dislike it don't mean it's gay. Like, yeah. That shit was like nuts. A, It was like a PSA. Yeah. You know, so it's like I said, like, you know, and some shit, again, a, a, a lot of these concessions that we make to not offend certain groups, I get it. Because I feel like calling somebody a faggot, mm-hmm. that's out. Right. Especially a homosexual. Like, I, nigga, we all have done it. We've all called our friend, nigga, you faggot ass niggas, niggas a fag. Yeah. But we understand now, like, yeah, that, that is foul as fuck. Because if I see a white dude call his white partner, you're a nigger. I'm going to break his fucking jaw. Like, mm-hmm. straight the fuck up. Like, you know, the difference between black people and gay people is we'll beat your ass. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some gay niggas that'll beat your ass. Mm-hmm. I've watched a gay nigga beat a nigga out of his shirt. Nigga, you know, gay niggas can fight too. You know, don't get me wrong. I got a gay partner. Nigga, he watching right now. What's up, Wizzle? I think Wizzle will beat a nigga ass if, if need be. But, you know, black people in general, we don't play that nigga shit. I've been called a nigga thousands of times on Xbox Live. I've been called a nigga once in person. And I guarantee you that motherfucker ain't never called a person a nigger again. Cause niggas, I, I beat all the dog hair off that motherfucker. Mm. Like we don't play that shit and we don't play that shit. Like we, we, we don't go there with that shit. And again, a lot of this shit is ego. Like on a, what was that shit called? Perfect 10. Uh, Nipsey was saying that shit. Like we got to find an, a new way of checking shit when we feel disrespected. And a lot of that was, you know, ego shit. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the black male ego is fragile. A lot of shit you can't say to us without niggas turning up. You you, you step on a nigga's shoe in the club, ego take over. You know, you say the wrong shit to a nigga, ego take over. You look at my girl wrong, ego take over. You know, and we got to learn how to check our ego. And this is just us as human beings. You know, you got to you got to realize when ego is taking over. You got to realize when that fire goes from cooking your food to burning your kitchen down. Mm -hmm. You know, because I believe in balance in life. You know, everything is good in moderation. Too much of anything is a bad thing. So I don't feel like we should just be out here with zero ego. I believe that too much humility is a bad thing. 
you know, some motherfuckers is so humble that they don't even display a great talent that they have. Like, mm. we all know a bitch that can sing real good. But she was like, no, I'm cool. I don't want to do that. Then you hit a bitch in the shower, and she Anita fucking Baker. And you like, bitch, you'd probably be a millionaire if your ass would jump in front of a microphone and do that shit. Yeah. But her humility is like, no, I don't want to do it. You know, a lot of niggas don't have enough ego. There are people with great talents that are fra- afraid to display them. Like I had talked about it on the episode before. Like, you know, some niggas will see a motherfucker that's also talented and it'll intimidate them. And they won't want to display their talent because somebody is, you know, they feel is more talented, even if that ain't the case. All they see is competition and that scares them off. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not enough ego. You know, sometimes ego can be a good thing. But again, you got to check that shit. You know, you got to realize when your ego is pushing you forward and you got to realize when your ego is holding you back. You know, your ego could push you forward when you check that shit in a situation where you want to learn something. Like my last episode entitled Play the Fool. You got to know how to check your ego to where you could play the fool because uh, your mind can't learn something that you think you know. Like mm-hmm. if 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 you feel like you know something, there's no way I could teach you. And a lot of people got that real bad. That I know, I know. Motherfucker trying to give you some game, give you some information. I know. Now you shut yourself off from from vital information because you think you know. You might know ninety percent of that shit, but the ten percent that you don't know could mean a hundred percent of the difference. Mm-hmm. You know. It's like, say you trying to, you know, like my, my cake analogy. You trying to bake a cake. And I'm like, all right, look, you need milk, you need eggs, you need flour, you need this. I give you nine of the ingredients. But the one ingredient I don't give you is cake mix. Now, you done did all this shit, but you don't got the fucking cake mix. The cake ain't shit. But if your ego would have allowed you to listen to what the fuck I was trying to tell you, You'd have been able to bake the fucking cake. But your ego had you like, no, 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 no. You know, motherfuckers love to show you how much they know. You know, it's like the 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 stupid man want to show you how much that he know. But the wise man want to act like he don't know so he can find out everything you know. You Mm -hmm. know, and that's checking your fucking ego. You know, you got to you got to realize when your ego was hindering you. You know, because a lot of times when you have something great within you, you want to let that ego push you, you know, because like ego, a lot of times, you know, if, if a motherfucker just want to put it in layman's simple terms that a motherfucker can understand is pride. You know, like growing up, my mom used to always tell me your pride is going to fuck you up because I've always been a proud motherfucker. Even when I was poor wearing Payless shoes, like I always, mom, what the fuck is this shit? You know, she you know, she spent her hard earned money on that shit. She went and pushed shit on layaway, made sacrifices. She did everything she could to make sure I had something. And my pride was like, Yeah, but this bullshit though. Mm-hmm. Even though I should have been appreciative and checked my little ass ego, nigga, as a little nigga, y'all could see my head big as a motherfucker. 
my head big literally and figuratively. As a little boy, I'm like, man, goddamn, nigga, I wanted fucking Jordans. Fuck this shit. Like, you know, and but that ego, it pushed me, you know, to, to what I am today. Like, you know, I, I would I would never accept less. I always was striving to get more. But I check my ego because of what my mom told me. Like, your ego will fuck you up. So I always, you know, try to taper that shit off. Like, all right, let me not get ahead of myself. Let me not think too far ahead. Because even though your ego will tell you to aim for the stars, checking your ego will let you know. If I don't reach the stars, I'm cool right here on top of these clouds. You know, I might not become the multimillionaire that I want to be, but this six-figure nigga that I am right now, it's cool, mm-hmm. you know, because your ego will drive you to, like the Anthony Bourdain situation, suicide. Because your ego will tell you that you're not fulfilled. You know, your ego will be like, you should be here. You should be here. Your ego will have you looking at this nigga over here, this nigga over here, this nigga over here, this nigga over here. Like, man, you if you not where they at, you ain't shit. But being able to check your ego and say, yeah, but you right here. And think about how many niggas is back there. You all right. You right where the fuck you need to be. You know, a lot of what those Buddhist monks is sitting there meditating on is checking their fucking ego. You know, they, they trying to become one with their surroundings. Mm-hmm. Because your ego is what tells you that you are different. Like how I say about your parents telling you, you're a special little snowflake. I was raised, motherfucker, you ain't different than none of these motherfuckers. You the same motherfucker. You bleed the same blood that nigga bleed. Just like when your mama telling you, that nigga might be bigger than you, but he bleed like you. So bust him in his motherfucking mouth. That nigga ain't no different than you. Go beat his motherfucking ass. That's your mama checking your fucking ego. You know, because just like your ego will tell you you can do great things, your ego will also tell you that you ain't shit. You know, ego is, it's a very intricate thing. It's a very complicated thing. Ego is not like a brick. Nigga, ego is like the motherfucking universe. Like, it's it's unexplainable. You know, I'm, I'm doing my best to explain it in terms that a motherfucker could understand. But again, my personal ego, like I, I, I always remind myself, I don't know everything about this shit. I'm just telling you from my realm of understanding of the the subject matter. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's just one of them fucking things. Like I I was studying ego a lot this week because I was watching that Dame interview, and you know the the thing motherfuckers love to say about cocky motherfuckers. He got a big ego. That's his problem. He got a big ego, and I'm like, yeah, but so did Muhammad Ali, so did Michael Jordan, so does LeBron James. So did Usain Bolt. So did any motherfucker who did great things. We wouldn't know Dame Dash's name if it wasn't for his ego. We wouldn't know P. Diddy's name if it wasn't for his ego. You know? But again, we also wouldn't know Julius Caesar if Mm -hmm. not for the fall that he took because of his ego. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it's, it's, it's a fucking tool that you gotta know how to use. Just like we have this this debate 
on guns. You know, guns could be a good thing. They could protect your household, but they could also shoot up a goddamn school when put in the wrong hands. Ego as well. Ego can be Muhammad Ali. Ego could be Adolf Hitler. You know, it's 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 something that you got to know how to use. You know, you you got to realize within yourself. Like me personally, I do a lot of self reflection. You know, like with those Buddhist monks, they do a lot of um, meditation. I feel like a lot of what meditation is is having a, a conversation with yourself. You talking to your ego. You know, it's it's something that I I like to do a lot. Like I do a lot of personal reflection. I like to, uh, well, like I pride myself on being self-aware, like knowing where I'm fucking up at and where I'm doing right at. Mm-hmm. And I feel like society as a whole would be better for doing that. I think that's Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's a lot of what made Dave Chappelle so great. Like, he's able to look at himself and also look at society as a whole and hold up a mirror to they face and show them where they fucking up at. That's why the shit was so brilliant Mm -hmm. because this nigga spent the whole motherfucking hour special telling the audience that they ain't shit and they loved him for it. Like that shit was motherfucking amazing. Like this nigga is brilliant, homie. Like, you know, the, the jokes was funny as a motherfucker and they was abrasive. So it's like, it ain't like this motherfucker just saying foul shit. And you just like, damn, this nigga saying a bunch of fucked up shit. Like, it's so brilliant. Like, um, I think it might have been Winston Churchill who said, tact is being able to tell you to go to hell and make you look forward to the trip. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like that's Dave Chappelle. Like, you are so clever that you could sit up here and for one hour tell niggas, you know, basically attack their ego. You know, when motherfuckers look at you as saying something or doing something disrespectful, all disrespect is, is saying something that damages your ego. Like for me to call you a bitch, Mm -hmm. that is me attacking your ego because bitch ain't nothing but a five little word yet. When said from the wrong person to the wrong person, it could literally be fighting words. It could literally be something that'll make me shoot your motherfucking ass. Mm -hmm. Like, man, that nigga's a bitch. If your ego is in check, you like, nigga, that ain't nothing but some words, my nigga. You know, the, the, the mature ego says, I got too much to lose to throw all this shit away over a five letter word. But the immature ego say you 19 and I call you a bitch. You ain't going to be able to accept that shit. It ain't going to be no way I could talk you out of a fight. It ain't going to be no way I could say, B, 
it's, it's just a word. It's just a word. No, nah, fuck that shit. Hell no, nah, I can't accept that shit. That's immaturity. The immature ego is, you know, it's, uh, what would you call it? You like a concrete thinker. It's, he called me a bitch, I gotta react. That's it. You know, it's action, reaction. That's the immature ego. The mature ego is more of an abstract thinker. Okay, he called me a bitch. Now I have to process this shit. Was it really all that? What what are the negative um, things that's going to come from him calling me a bitch? Okay, he said it. I'm offended. Now what? You know, when you young, you ain't thinking, I'm going to kill this nigga, and now I'm going to do life. No, all you thinking is, I'm going to kill this nigga. You ain't even thinking of the consequences of your fucking actions. Well, revenge. Exactly. That's all the fuck that's on your mind. Get him back. He ain't never going to call me a bitch again. But when you mature, me at 36... Motherfucker, I got a fucking house. I got kids. I got bills I got to pay. I got a motherfucking mortgage I got to pay. I got way too much to lose to throw it away over a five-letter word from a nigga that ain't shit. Nigga, nigga, what the fuck do you do for me that that five-letter word is that important to make me do something to you? That's maturity. That's me checking my ego. But a lot of niggas, you know, like I say, maturity. I don't say age because a lot of motherfuckers older than me. You call a nigga 45 years old a bitch, he's swinging. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. No thought involved, my nigga. I done seen niggas head full of gray hair. You say the wrong word to these niggas, it's action. These niggas ain't thinking about none of that bullshit. I don't give a fuck. Nigga, I got kids, grandkids. I don't give a fuck about that shit. Nigga, I ain't no motherfucking bitch. Me personally, I check my ego. You know, and it's something that it it took me a minute. Like, you know, again, like, I've been studying this shit. More as of recent than throughout my life. Because I'm not finna say I was 15 years old reading books about this shit. Like, it's just me being a student of people and how motherfuckers react, how motherfuckers do shit. You know, I always looked at the mature niggas. I always looked at niggas who was successful. And I ain't never seen a a, a successful nigga overreact to some stupid shit. Like, you would always see, like, a, a, a nigga who got shit going on, and you'll see somebody do something that is perceived as disrespectful, and he be like, nigga, I ain't got time for that shit. And certain niggas who, you know, their ego was immature, like, man, that nigga a bitch. Man, homeboy did that shit. That nigga ain't even do nothing. But a mature motherfucker, like, why the fuck would he throw away all that shit over that little ass shit? You know, like I always told niggas, man, if, if I go to prison, I was either defending my family or trying to make a million dollars. Like, I'm not finna throw this shit away for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I, when I became mature, as an immature motherfucker, my wife knew. Back in my day, let's just say, scenario, we go to the gas station. And you know when you're going toward the gas pump, a motherfucker do a beeline skirt mm-hmm. and take your gas pump. 19-year-old me, I'm jumping out the car. I'm finna beat this nigga ass, period. That's it, period. I'm, finna, I'm going to beat his ass. That is the only... Reaction that my brain tells me to do. Beat his ass. Action, <clears throat> reaction. I'm not thinking about nothing else. 
I'm thinking about what he did and what I'm going to do back. That's it. That's my fragile, immature ego. Me at 36, this nigga take this gas pump. How long is it really going to take him to pump that gas? Or go to pump seven. That too. There are alternative pumps. I could just go pump over there, pump my gas. You know, even if there's hypothetically only one pump. Ain't but four, five minutes to pump this nigga's gas. Right. It ain't like he fucked my whole day off. Still a hoe, though. It, yeah, of course, I'm going to be talking <laughs> shit. I'm be like, this old whole sucker bitch ass nigga done took this goddamn gas. What an asshole. Oh, shit. Of course, you know, I ain't, I ain't too mature to talk shit. Right. I'm going to be calling them all types of bitches while I'm sitting here waiting for this gas pump. I'm going to be like, this old inconsiderate bitch ass nigga. Right. You know, but again, I'm not finna let his ego, you know, put me at risk of losing it all for some shit that literally didn't mean shit. You know, a lot of motherfuckers is losing a lot of shit over shit that don't mean shit. Especially their lives. Exactly. Losing their lives over bullshit. Niggas, niggas losing their lives over a nigga stepping on their shoe. Niggas losing their lives over a nigga bumping their shoulder in a club. A crowded ass club of thousands of people literally bumping into each other. But you didn't like the look on his face when he bumped you. Niggas, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I literally got into a fight in Vegas because I bumped the nigga's shoulder three times and didn't say sorry on the third time. And it was two egos clashing because on that third one, hey, blood, you ain't going to say sorry. Another thing that fucked with my ego, I'm a crip. You a blood. You know, my immaturity was, we got to get into it. Because you a blood and I'm a crip. Me nowadays is, I'm 36 motherfucking years old. I'm too old for that gangbang shit. I'm not finna get into it with no nigga over geographical differences. A motherfucking color. Nigga, if you was raised in the same neighborhood as me, you would be a crip too. We are put in the same motherfucking sandbox, just different locations in that sandbox. But we feel like we gotta dislike each other because of geography. That's stupid as fuck. Mm -hmm. But our fragile young egos and outside factors that are teaching us that that's the right thing to do is our fucking problem. But it's all ego shit. And we got to learn how to check that shit. But in this instance, nope, I ain't had no checking for it, nigga. Fuck you mean blood, nigga, nigga, this crip, nigga. And we got into it because instead of me saying sorry, I let my ego take over. You know, my my new, mature, hum, uh, humble self would have been like, you know, my bad. That shit ain't even worth all that. Nigga, we could have went to jail that night. But, nigga, I started swinging. I didn't give a fuck about the fucking consequences. Because your ego tells you fuck the consequences. You know, your, your, your male ego, your machismo tells you, nigga, I got to keep that shit gangster. Like the Chappelle skit, when keeping it real goes wrong. You can handle that shit like a mature adult, or you can keep it real. And you see, nigga, a lot of times keeping it real goes all the way wrong. You know, because a lot of times people associate keeping it real with doing bullshit. Oh, yeah. Niggas love a killer, a gangster, a drug dealer, a street nigga. That's keeping it real. Nigga, I make the same money as these niggas legally. What the fuck make them more real than me? 
legal money so better. Exactly. But ego, outside factors, the wrong teachings, they telling you that this is the right shit. Just like how being raised in a bitch-ass household teaches you that you're a special little snowflake and you should get a participation trophy because you played and they played and just because they beat you by 40 doesn't mean they're better than you. Yes, the fuck it do. They whooped your ass. You ain't getting no motherfucking participation. I throw that goddamn trophy out the fucking window. Fuck that participation trophy, motherfucker. You should have won. We not taught to to be better. We taught that, oh, you participated and that's good enough. They shouldn't be able to bully you. Man, that shit builds character. You know. Now, if you a homosexual, they shouldn't be able to call you a faggot. Right. If you different, they shouldn't be able to put their fucking hands on you. No, that's out. Motherfuckers shouldn't be able to put their hands on you. I feel like physical bullying is not good. Like, the big kids shouldn't be able to just whoop your ass as a, a smaller kid. Mm-hmm. You know, especially without an equalizer. Because, nigga, when I was little, I was just taught pick something up, bust his ass in his motherfucking head. But at the same time, my nigga, you can't just have the big kids run around beating up the little kids. Everything has to be checked. Because all that's going to do is make that little bully motherfucker, that's going to make his ego go a place that it shouldn't go. So somebody got to humble him. Mm-hmm. That's why it's known as I had to humble that nigga. Right. Which is basically I had to make him check his motherfucking ego. You know. So in this whole shit, you know, check your motherfucking ego. You know, realize when your ego is pushing you forward. Realize when your ego is pushing you back. Because your ego ain't nothing but the fire that burns inside you. That fire could either burn you like you burn in a, a, a engine to push you forward or the fire that cooks your food or it could be the fire that burns your fucking house down. And you just got to realize which fire that is. You got to learn how to control that fire within you. You know, so meditate on that shit. Keep that shit in mind. You know, always be conscious of that shit because a lot of your ego... 90% of your ego is subconscious. Only 10% of your ego is conscious. But the thing is, that's up to you to realize what's conscious and what's subconscious and check that motherfucking shit. You know? So, just keep that shit in mind, homie. And I'm gonna drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast. Sitting here with the super producer, Ben Ready. Yes, sir. AKA King Tuh. Tuh. AKA Tomahawk Ready. <laughs> Tomahawk. AKA Blueprint One. Blueprint One. AKA the Pod Father. Yes, you, sir. If you would like to support us financially, it's patreon.com slash townhouse media. Town E House Media. Support all the Townhouse Media podcasts. Seriously, not another podcast. Friday nights, nine ish. Mm-hmm. No rules. Wednesday evenings, five ish. Cat versus dog. Sundays, three ish. And too much game. Five ish on Sundays. Townhouse Media. We the ish. Yes. You know, it's been brought to you by Warren Gold Clothing. WarrenGoldCo.com. Know, at War Gold Co on Instagram 
Harvey Khan, the artist, Khan artist, on Instagram at C A H N artist. That motherfucker dope. Check him out. Uh, seven Saturdays close. Um, you know that's about all I got to say on this shit, man. I'll be at you motherfuckers next week. You know, same bad time, maybe. Same bad channel, which is all streaming platforms. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too much gain. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.